Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the 12th episode of the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. Tonight's show will be our Goldilocks episode. We're going to throw some guys out there and their current ADP and decide if that's too hot, too cold, or if it's just right. Kevin, how you doing, my friend? Doing well. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm doing great. I got a lot going on, man. I uh, was out of the country for a while, Did the went down to Jamaica, get some rest and relaxation, some sunshine. And uh, now I'm at my parents' house. My, my parents watched my son while uh, I was gone. So now I'm here. So the lighting's a little different. The, the setup's a little different, but uh, we're making it work, buddy. Very good. Yeah. Myself, as we discussed earlier, Rain is both my biggest enemy and biggest friend. Uh, when it rains a lot, I make no money. When it doesn't rain at all, I'm only home enough to fall asleep. So it, it's been a long seven or eight days. Uh, so uh, here we are. Let's do our thing. Uh, yes, sir. <clears throat> Before we get started, I want to give a little clarification. So I think it was two weeks ago we were talking about quarterbacks, and I had mentioned streaming them. Um and it's not ideal, but I wanted to give some stats to back up the claim. There's a lot of folks out there, especially, you know, the guy you're sitting next to in the bar or your buddy from work. They make a lot of claims without anything to back it up. And uh, even some of the uh, big time guys out there, um, I don't know, run their mouth a lot without uh, really having some stats behind it. So I wanted to make sure that I had that. And uh, what I did is I just looked at the last five weeks of the season last year. And here are how some QBs who were most likely on the waiver wire finished each week. In week 14, Big Ben was QB6. In week 15, your boy Tyler Huntley was QB1. In week 16, Zach Wilson was QB4. In week 17, Mac Jones was QB6. And then in week 18, if the members of your league are psychos and you have your championship weekend in week 18, Davis Mills was QB4. Now, again, this is not ideal by any stretch, but if QBs go really early in your draft or you decide to completely punt the position, maybe you lose your quarterback um, to injury, whatever, there's still a path for you to get quality scoring from the quarterback spot from the waiver wire. So hopefully that – I know you had some questions about it. That's what I was referring to. Yeah, so I'm with that. The, the issue then, again, especially with quarterbacks is – what did those fellows do the weeks around that? Because if you pick wrong right. each week, you've got the number 23, the number 28, the number 31, yep. and the, your best week was the number 17 quarterback. But I'm with you. I mean, depending on the league, scoring, blah, 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 or you just have any quarterback you see now on your team gets hurt. If you can pull it off, pull it off, man. And you know, we, we, we'll dig deep. We'll do whatever we have to do. I've been in leagues with you where you've had injuries early you might make 60 moves through the year. You might make 20 in one week. If that's what it takes to win, and that's what it takes to win, if you have no access to one of the studs and you don't trust Zach Wilson every week, well, take him the week he's playing the Texans. Maybe he'll throw something up. And this isn't a strategy that I am promoting by any means, but, but it's it doable. is. Right, correct. But if, you really, it, it's, all, it is, uh, it's a crapshoot, though. It, it when, the really plane's going, crap when the plane's going down and you've jumped out and you pull that, that string on your parachute, we, you know, right. there's, it's gotta, it's gotta be an emergency situation. Uh, and we have a question that came into me actually right before we started the show. Uh, I got a text question. I'm gonna read it word for word. Um, and this is from our friend of the show, Albert Leach. He, he asked, oh, why Lord. does, what it's no, <laughs> it, it's a solid question. It's he, Here we he go. actually puts, he actually put some thought into it. Which Let is, me put my uh, boots on. <laughs> why, why does <laughs> Why does everyone think Cooper Cup is worth a mid-first-round pick when there's no chance that he repeats what he did last year and there will almost definitely be a different number one overall receiver this year? And I love that question because I, I it's been, what, almost a month ago, maybe a month ago, we did our way-too-early top five wide receivers, and I've already had a switch in mind. I had Cooper Cup number one. I no longer do. Justin Jefferson's my number one receiver. And – um I agree with him. Everyone, the answer to this question is everyone is banking on last year's production. But if you know, if if you want to be ahead of the ball game and you want to be a fantasy superstar, 
Um, that's not what you do. You can't bank on what happened last year. You have to go on what ha- what's going to happen this year. And I'll tell you what's going to happen this year, and that's Mr. Allen Robinson. He he said now last year he only played 12 games and had a horrible quarterback situation, which he's overcome before, basically most of his career. Uh, however, in the four seasons where he's played a full season, 16 games, he's never had less than 150 targets. Do I think Allen Robinson is going to have 150 targets this year? I don't, but I think he might have 100. And if he does, Cooper Cup's 191 targets are definitely coming down. And on top of that, if you look at the Chargers' distribution of the ball, Cooper Cup had 191, like I said. Next was Van Jefferson with 89. Well, guess what? He showed out pretty well last year, and he's still around. He's going to be the number three. Then we had Tyler Higby at 85. Robert Woods only had 69. He went down. Well, yeah. Odell, Beckham had, Odell Beckham had 48. He was only there for half a year. Who's to say they don't bring Odell back? So, And Cam Akers can catch the ball out of the backfield. Daryl Henderson himself had 40 targets last year, who says that doesn't go up a tick or so, um, depending on the situation. So I don't know about you, but I do not think Cooper Cup is going to repeat. I already had him as my number two. I already had JJ. You're right. I think there's almost no chance that he'll repeat 191 targets. That said, he might surpass it. Because <laughs> it seems as though when the going's getting tough, Stafford just locked in on him. And somehow he's just hanging out in the field all by himself. I think the reason I'll actually slow down though is just because now teams will 100%. They're going to spend six months here trying to figure out how do we stop this guy. If we stop him, we might stop the Rams. Probably not, but they might. So that's your thing. I've seen I've seen full PPR where he goes one. So so have I. PPR like as high as three or four. I know. Um. Man, it's, it's tough to argue with his stats, and boy, do they have a rapport. Is there a better quarterback wide receiver, you know, that, that just that they're together, they're on the same page? Is there a better one in the league? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue with the stats, with the numbers. I mean, if it was – if Devontae Adams was still in Green Bay, then, yeah, I would say that, you know, him and Aaron Rodgers are a better one-two punch. But that's not the situation anymore. No, and, you know, Cooper – Cooper Cup's only played a full season twice in his career. So injuries, I mean, now well, granted, yeah, but you two of run. those seasons he played 15 yeah. games, so he only missed yeah, one. Yeah, I can't predict but that. But 100%. Um, I don't know. I, 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 don't I, see I can it. see why people are doing it. I wouldn't do it, but I can I can see why people would. And there, there are, there's a lot of turnover, too. Um, I think it was a wide receiver position. Is he a wide receiver running back? I'm pretty sure it was wide receiver where I had mentioned on the show previous episode that seven of the top 12 guys are new every year on average, on average, Mm. we get seven new top 12 guys. So you only bring in five of those guys back. What are the odds? One of them is Cooper cup. And if it is Cooper cup, what are the odds? He's number one. The deck is stacked against him. Where would Leach take him then? Well, we don't have him here with us now Uh, that I can't answer, but um, I mean, if I'm sitting at the end of the first round and I got a couple running backs that that I know so for me I do a lot of math I do a lot of counting so let's say that's that's frightening well well that's true uh but listen (laughs) you've told me on numerous occasions if I can use my fingers I'm (laughs) good is not my thing (laughs) if I can use my fingers I'm good so let's say I'm picking 10th all right and I have you know Cooper Cups on the board and I have three running backs I'm willing to take I might take Cooper Cup at number 10 if I'm in a 12 team league uh, simply because the odds are one of those running backs might make it back to me, and Cooper Cup is definitely not making it back to me. Um, but mid first round, not for me. Too rich for my blood. Yeah, I think about the earliest I would go be about eight. Because I just, I just, I just need to have a running back early. If I'm in a league I don't much care about, and I just want to take some risks, I'll, I'll, I would roll earlier, but not in a league that I really care about winning. Yeah. Can't do it. All right, sir. Let's go with our Goldilocks episode here. Uh, and for this exercise, we used Fantasy Pros ADP and half point PPR scoring. And it's a mix of a few different sites, including Yahoo, Sleeper, ESPN, uh, and some others in there. Uh, and I'll go first. AJ Brown is one of the guys I want to throw out there. He is the 24th player overall and wide receiver nine. He's going at the end of the second round. And for me, 
think that's just about right. I have him as my wide receiver 11. So it's right for where he's at as far as wide receivers go. Wide receiver nine, I have him wide receiver 11. It's a, I don't want to take him in the second. I, mid, third, or later for me. And that just depends on how my draft went in the first two rounds. Now, A.J. Brown might very well be the hardest person in the entire NFL to project what's going to happen. Last year, he was wide receiver 33, only played 13 games. He was wide receiver 26 in points per game. 2020, he was wide receiver 11 and wide receiver 5 in points per game. And he's wide receiver 15 as a rookie. His biggest issue has been his health. And he only played a full season once, and that was as a rookie, which makes his wide receiver 11 finish in 2020 all the more impressive. He missed two games. Had he gotten 13 points in each of the games he missed, he'd have been wide receiver four just above Calvin Ridley. Um, some bad for him. He's leaving a team that ran the ball 48% of their plays, and he's joining a team that ran the ball 51% of his plays. He's leaving a quarterback who had 55 rushing attempts and joining a team whose quarterback led his team in rushing tries with 139. And Philly's rushing numbers are skewed because they tried unsuccessfully to throw the ball in the first half of the season. Then they changed their identity and ran the ball far more than they threw in the second half of the year. And they were successful doing it. So why switch it up? And on top of that, A.J. Brown never had any real competitions for targets with the Titans. I mean, when they were throwing the ball, who were they throwing? Um, Nick Westbrook-Akeen? Is that who they were going to throw it to? A washed-up Julio Jones? No, A.J. Brown was the guy. Now he has – well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean – I love Julio. I was uh, Julio Jones was a first round pick for me, you know, several years. But now he's got first round pick Devontae Smith on the opposite side of the field for him. You know, he's lining up on, on, on the other side. So, you know, and Devontae Smith was a top 30 wide receiver last year. He led the Eagles in targets by wide receivers by 40. So he's got some competition for targets, man. My issue is that he plays for an offense that's not based around throwing. I mean, they, they spent a lot to get him, maybe not as much as we thought they were, they, they you know, we would have to, but sure. man, they brought him in there for a reason, but I'm with you. I mean, when I just look at people taking after him that I'd rather take, I'd take Keenan Allen before him. I'd take T Higgins. I'd take Jalen Waddle. I wouldn't take Deontay Johnson unless they threw in drops as a category. DK Metcalf, probably McLaurin. There's a lot of guys in here that I would take before him. See, I, I, I'm with you. He's it's a little hot. It's a guy I'd like to have on my team, and I have had him. I, I said my league of record. I I got him really cheap coming out as a rookie, and it worked out great for me. But I I don't I don't trust the stats on this team. Okay, this so let me give you let me give you some good about AJ Brown. <laughs> First off, as we all know, that he's a stud. Uh, and he doesn't need a lot of targets to produce, which no, is what we're which what we're worried about. Right. It's what we're worried about. Right. Last year, he was seventh in fantasy points per route run. And he was also targeted on 33% of his routes, which is good for fourth in the league. So he demands targets and he produces when he gets the ball. The Eagles, although run centric, which we're talking about here, they give up a first round pick for Brown. And they gave him, as they say, the bag. Right. He's getting what, $25 million this year. I can't imagine they would do that if they plan to run the ball 60% of the time again. Hopefully, for Brown's sake and fantasy managers everywhere, the Eagles will feed him the rock. Obviously, time will tell. If I told you right now that he was going to end up with 65 catches, would that be far fetched for you? As in too many or too few? 65, 65, too few. I, I mean, think you could it would believe make perfect sense. What, but if I told you he could have 105, would you also believe I that? I think that could happen too. It's just how are they? We don't know how they're going to use him. We're not, we don't have a damn crystal yes. ball. That's right. Well, it's think, exactly why I said he's one of the hardest guys. If I had to bet my, my house on him being top 10 at this point, I'd, I'd say no way. I just, I just good thing. Good thing he's my wide receiver 11. But the thing is, is we're looking at this from a fantasy point of view, right? Simply Correct. having him on the field, running routes, opening things up, scaring the hell out of defensive coordinators. He might have a game where he has eight catches or a game where he has three, but those three ended up having more impact on the football game sure. than the eight. We hate it as fantasy people, but 
as we discussed many times, they don't much care offensive coordinators and head coaches. They don't give a damn about fantasy football. Right. So and just, last thing for be me clear there, he's a badass, but fantasy right. wise, it just it might not be top 10, top 20. Yeah. Top 10. I don't know. And last thing for me, we all know that the NFL is a copycat league. So who's to say Nick Sirianni doesn't say, Hey, I love this blueprint that they had over there in San Francisco. Let's see if we can't copy what Debo did with AJ Brown. Why not line them up? About they didn't bring back Jordan Howard, so why not line them up in the backfield? Give them a couple goal line carries. Give them some sweeps around the outside. Throw them they some might. bubble screens. He's definitely so that that would be correct. That would be very very interesting. And honestly, that's probably how he should have been used his whole career. Well, maybe, but he he was used pretty well down there anyway. I mean, he uh, he threw yeah, some. That's stats. because he's so efficient, right? Right, for sure. But yeah, he's one of those few guys that can outrun you, get around the corner. He can knock you right on your butt, or he can drag you seven yards down the field to one three of your friends jump on his back too. He he is definitely a man amongst boys, for sure. Yeah. All right, sir. Who's your who's your first? Uh, so character I'll stick here? with so, the receiver, wait. and I know you're going to argue on this. I think this is a guy you love. Wait. Real quick, so you saying I say he's just right? Are you saying? Oh, I thought um, you were saying he was too hot. I thought I could have sworn at the beginning you said he was too hot. No, I, I think I think it's just right because they have him. His ADP is wide receiver nine. I have him at wide receiver eleven. So for me, that part is just. It's a little too hot. I'm not taking him the second round. Um. So what do you think? Is he too hot? Too cold? What? Well, so what is it? You just said just right, but now you're saying he's too hot. What is it? Which is it? Listen, is it both? No, I think his where which wide receiver he is being drafted as. Well, that's his what ADP we're is talking wide receiver. about. So how can it wide, be both? Because I have more personally, I have more running backs ranked higher than the wide receivers, which means he would fall as terms of in terms of where he where he is overall. So he's just right in terms of where he's going as wide receivers. He is a little too hot for me in terms of overall. Surely that makes sense to you. Well, what if we throw dinosaurs in? Then what? Is he too cold then? Okay. Well, who do you have? <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Who do you have? I'm just asking. I didn't know we were doing dual, <laughs> dual Goldilocks. So we got two different houses. We got three bears here, three bears there. Uh, porridge all over the freaking place. I love porridge. I've never had porridge. I'm not even entirely sure what it is. I think it's like some kind of oatmeal, like a mushy oatmeal, maybe. Okay, because I like grits myself. Oh, you move south, man. That's a southern thing. I uh, think. I'm fond of. It. I like to put a little butter in there and just, and you can suck them down like there's no tomorrow. What? <laughs> just telling My you, I'm fond, of, fond of grits. <laughs> I'm glad. Sue me. So I got one. I want to get back to your old friend brian and bring up something of this eye test but it's not really even eye test it's just one of those gut feelings that i just can't trust darnell mooney okay i just can't he's he's the number 32 wide receiver going i've looked at some of the others and there's others i'd much rather have he's going 81st overall mm -hmm. to me just too hot you've got justin fields throwing to you and i know I, I, you know, I, when I look at Darnell's overall game log last year, it was nice, but almost everything came in four games. He, he broke 18 points only once. So many games, 1 1.9, 0.9, 2.6, 2.7, 5.9, 3.9. I can't get behind taking a guy like that that early in that offense, which might be the worst in the league. He is eighth in, in target share, like in the league, 24%. And I know they don't really have a whole lot else. I know that'll probably be your retort to me. That he, he's just, it'll be sort of like Rashad Bateman, just they're going to throw to him, throw to him, throw to him because they have to. But I, I just, I don't trust that whole situation. I couldn't, I just could not take that guy that high. I just can't do it. I, I, I don't see a big enough body of work. Talk to me. Um I don't disagree. He's going at the end of the seventh right now. Uh, he's my wide receiver 28. So I actually have him a little higher and I'll tell you the guys I have right after him. Um, Gabe Davis 
And he is, I think, in a similar mold. It's you, you're worried about like the the Mike Williams syndrome, right? Yeah, the, the, this roller country thing. Right. But my fear yep. is with fields is that there's going to be a lot more valleys than there are uh, apexes there. He's certainly not Justin Herbert. Uh, so right after him, I have, like I said, Gabe Davis. And then I have Jerry Judy, who we have question marks with for me, coming back from injury. Um, then we have Chris Godwin. I have him there. He's probably going to go a little lower, to, well, depending on how much time he's going to miss. I have Juju, then Elijah Moore, then Allen Robinson. What of, who? Which of those guys are you taking before Mooney? Most Any of them, them, all of them? Okay. I just don't try. I mean, like the most received, the, the most catches he had in the game was 12, but that was week 18 when they just acted crazy and just threw out whoever. Before that, he only had the highest he had all season was seven. So many games with one, two, three, five. He had five. And, and games I can't say the last year's this year, but man, I just, uh, of those guys, like people that are being taken after, like I take Drake London, I take Tyler Boyd, I take a lot of these guys. Wow. Tyler Lockett, even with Drew Locke throwing to him. Juju, Robert Woods, maybe, uh, maybe not Robert Woods, but he should get a lot of balls, actually, especially if our boy Traylon Burks, it doesn't work out any better than what it's looking right. like right now. Right. So I'm not saying I would refuse to have the guy on my team. I just can't imagine that I'd really want him on my team there. I just think it's a bit much. I think the allure for me is having a team's wide receiver one and someone that at times was a go-to guy. Um for the offense and he's got another year under his belt. He's got a, you know, he's, he's got chemistry with, with Justin Fields who we're hoping is going to take a step. Obviously this time of year, most everything we read is positive. He's shortened his throwing motion, which it couldn't have gotten any longer. And, you know, who Cole Komet, who's their wide receiver too. They don't, I'm not even sure they have one. They don't even know who the wide it's receiver is. Uh, it's not Bayless Jones. No, it's not. It's yeah. not him. Yeah, it's not Bayless Jones. He's going to be number okay. two by default. <laughs> All right. In that there case, I'm not saying he's going right. to be a good number two, but he's probably, gonna, he might be their number one. Then Darnell Mooney might get Cooper Cup's 191 targets. Yeah, they got no, they're going to be behind him. About a 30% completion rate there. So he's going to have with 60 yes. catches anyway. <laughs> That's the thing. Six if he's one playing another team, I'm, I could buy it. Mm -hmm. But playing with Justin Fields throwing to you, it's just it's just a hard sell for me. Well, listen, if I'm taking him at as he's my wide receiver 28, then that's that's a wide receiver three. The most of the leagues I play in only start two wide receivers, and then and then we have one or two flexes. So yeah. we're looking at a flex player at best, right? Oh, I yeah. would fill in that kind of thing. And yeah, I this can isn't do a guy that. I could start every week. I, I can't imagine Correct. that. Correct. Yeah, so that, right. that, that's my guy. I have him uh, too hot. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, all right. Number two for me, quarterback Kyler Murray. He is 57th overall in QB5 and going in the middle to the end of the fifth round. And for me, I already know that you know, and if anyone listened to the show more than 10 minutes, they know as well. I think that is too hot. I'm not touching that. He is my QB9. But I'm not drafting him before rounds seven, eight, nine. That's where he's going to go for me. And the only way I'm hitting him in, in round seven is if my draft is pristine going into that. Um, and my reason, I mean, like I said, for us, waiting on a QB is how we win championships because we build up our team in those money positions, the wide receiver, the running back. Uh, there's always injuries, so you need to have depth at those positions. And, um, you know, the only way I'm taking quarterback early is if one of the big boys fall to me, yeah. and that usually doesn't happen. Right? I don't mean to cut you off there, but I think before sure. you go any farther, we need to be very clear of people that you and I do this a little differently than a lot of people. Unless Josh Allen's staring at us at the end of the third round, we just typically wait, 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 wait on a quarterback. Most people don't, but you and I do things a little differently. So go ahead. No, no, for sure. Uh, my second reason is that I don't think Kyler Murray, Murray is worth being the QB five. Like I said, he's my QB nine. He was QB 10 last year and granted he missed three games, but he started the season on fire. 20 of his 29 total touchdowns came in the first half of the season. His drop off in the second half coincided with his number one receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, missing games due to injury. Well, guess what? 
Kyler's main squeeze is suspended for the first six games of the 2022 season. Yes, I understand the Cardinals traded for Marquise Brown, Kyler Murray's receiver in college, but they had Christian Kirk last year, and Brown is probably faster than Kirk, but I think Kirk has better hands and is a better route runner. My third reason, and we aren't done, is James Conner. In 2020, Kyler finished as QB3 on the back of his 11 rushing touchdowns. Last season, Connor had 15 rushing scores, with 10 of them coming from week seven on, which again coincided with Kyler Murray's drop-off in production. My final cherry on top is that over the final four weeks of the season, Kyler Murray was QB 12 in points per game. My final, final cherry on top, I got one more for you, is that teams figured out Cliff Kingsbury as the season went on. The Cardinals started, if you remember, 7-0 and on the season. They finished 4-6. and um, Four losses that they had, the Panthers, the Colts, the Lions, and the Seahawks. Did Murray play none in of, all those games? None of which were playoff teams. Did he play in those games? I'll look it up for you. I'm going to need some time, so go ahead and <laughs> hit me with your Kyler Murray. You're take. just going to stare. <laughs> yeah, your Kyler Murray he's, he's so hit or miss. Again, you have a game where you expect him to blow up, and he does nothing. Then another game where he's playing a tough D and just goes crazy. Quarterbacks after him that I'd rather have: Joe Burrow, Prescott's clear down at the seventh, but man, he blew up last year. Hurts, of course, we've already discussed him. We'd both rather have Hurts. To Murray, right? Oh, you had Hurts at number one. Number one, baby. I had him at four. A Rods, I don't know about that one anymore. Brady, uh, Russ, who knows? I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think he's more that's for us. Yes, too hot for your everyday guy who's just not heard of half the players after player 80. It's, it's probably about right. So, you've waited long enough here, Kevin. He was not playing when they lost to Carolina, but he was the starter when they lost to the Lions, the Colts, and the Seahawks. I'm pretty sure I played him in our once and done against the Lions, and it's the week he had like seven points or something. Just Uh, killed me. Yeah, he had 257 yards passing, one passing touchdown, and one interception. Yeah, killed me. And he had four carries for three yards, so that probably helped you as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It's all good. I still won. Here we go. <laughs> all right, sir. So, so you agree, too hot for Kyler Murray? Too hot for us, most definitely for uh, the average person playing that is not maybe as quite into this as us. I think he's probably just about right. But I definitely i am with you that I would not take him that high. Not a chance. No, that's – uh. Yeah, that'd be tough. What, what's that end of the fifth round there? Correct. Mid and fifth. Yep. Funny thing is, Not two, a, I mean, years ago, two years ago, I'd have said, wow, this is, I love, I'll, I'll go, gobble him up right quick at the end of the fifth. I just don't, I don't trust him. Plus, you throw in that little diva aspect. Oh, I just, yeah, uh, we didn't bring that up. Yeah, you're yeah, right. We didn't I, bring that up. I'm with you here. I think, I think maybe, I think you're right. Yeah. I'd say he, I just, I wouldn't touch him there. Too volatile. Could agree so, more. All right, so sir. Who's your next I'll, guy? I'll roll with my quarterback that I picked. This is another one I'm calling too hot. Mr. Trey Lance, who is going 14th. It's very odd because on here they haven't 102, Derek Carr at 104, yet they have Derek Carr at 13 and Trey Lance at 14. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. So he's basically going at 13 and a half and 103. Fair enough. Why? It's just be. It's just honestly, it's people like winging a prayer here, just hoping he has a game like uh, that one. He had one huge game last year, week seventeen, big big week. Um, but man, he didn't. He played hardly at all. You have to hope he's going to run a lot. But that that unless they're changing their offense, their quarterback isn't running a lot. They have seventy eight other people doing all the running, including the receivers and tight ends. So is he really going to – this isn't the old Kaepernick offense where they're just going to have out RPO and he's going to rush for 120 yards. 
I'm just surprised there's such a small body of work and you hear basically nothing but negative about the guy. Of course, he had like off season now they're saying, oh, he's finally learning the playbook, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. We, I mean, in my league, I have a 16 team league. My league are 16. I cannot imagine this dude being the weekly starter on any team in my league. I can't even imagine one person in my league saying, oh, I'm, I'm riding this guy's coattails to a championship. That just seems, I don't even, seems insane to me. We don't even know if he's starting week one. I know no, he's injured, so, so he can't be traded yet, but Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. He is. Um, dude, here's my question. Why are 14 quarterbacks going in the first eight rounds? Because is it, if we're in a 12-team league, if you're in a 12-team league, 102 overall, we're talking like eighth round, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be uh, – yeah. yeah if I, I can tell you right now, if I am in a league and 14 quarterbacks have gone in the first eight rounds, unless somebody fell to me early, which obviously they didn't, dude, I'm not getting a quarterback. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I may I may not draft one at all. Yeah, because that'll be because this is yeah this would be about midnight. So people are taking this guy no way. that early as potentially their backup. I me I I don't I I don't get this at all. I don't. I, and I look farther and farther. I'm trying to find information anywhere that could back this up, and I can't. I just can't find anything that says this is a great idea. Now, of course, we'll both look like fools and. Here in December, when this guy's the number three quarterback, but <laughs> I'll just say you know. that this I can't find anything else we do here. The people you're listening to, I'm listening. You can make an argument the other direction, but this guy, I I don't I don't. I'm not saying it can't happen. Nothing's impossible. But what would anybody's argument be? I, I'm not a huge fan of. All right, so everything that we do and talk about is speculation, but this is almost a hundred percent speculation of what we think and it's all it's it's 90 percent narrative and i can't do that i need to have stats and statistical reasons for me to follow someone um and hop on that train and for me for trey lance i just can't last year i drafted him in my league of record as my second quarterback in it was late um it was in the team rounds and I did it because we're allowed to have a keeper. And if I draft Trey Lance and let's call it the 14th round, the next year I can keep him in the 12th. Well, if he was going to be the starter last year, we're, nothing has changed between last year and this year, right? No. We didn't know, we didn't know who was going to be the starter in on June – or I'm sorry, July 1st of last year. We don't know it this year either. So nothing has changed from last year to this year. If, if I can take him as my second QB late in a draft because I might be able to have him as a keeper and play him, you know – Neck the following year when he's going to blow up, maybe I'll take that jump, but I'm certainly not doing it in the first nine, 10 rounds. No, maybe the only thing that's changed is something that hasn't changed yet. We're still not a hundred percent, probably 95% sure that Debo will even be there. So you might lose arguably the best weapon in the NFL, the best total package weapon in the NFL. He might not even be there. Which might help Lance, honestly, give him goal line carries. It's going to force him to more. have to do more, right? right? Right. So yeah, it's very odd. And so who's going right after him? Quarterbacks. Uh, Our boy. Look. I got. I got it right here in front of me. We got. Oh, Kirk Cousins, hundred percent. I'm taking. So Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is going day, after him. Kirk Cousins yep. with his thirty-three touchdowns and count them seven interceptions last year. Who's playing for an offense that now? Not just the players, but the coaches are just outright saying, this is a pass-first team now. But he's going after Trey Lance. 33-7 going after Trey Lance on a team who has hmm, J.J., Thielen, uh, Irv Smith. I mean, what, what, what? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. What, what else do we need? I, I don't Dude, by the time the season rolls around, I might take Matt Ryan over Trey Lance. Now, I know Matt Ryan's ceiling isn't as high. I mean, Trey Lance, honestly, like you said, come December, he could be QB3. But I tell you what, Matt Ryan is going to be consistent, and he's got more weapons than he had last year for sure, maybe in the last couple of years. And on with a great – wow, his offensive line, it's, it's better than it was in Atlanta. That's for sure. So – I, I, it's way too hot for me. I'm not it touching is, yeah, Lance. It's my super, super duper no hot. It makes no sense. Um, again, I think I that's why we try to tell people, friends of ours, people that ask that for some reason think we know what we're talking about. 
don't trust these rankings you see on these sites because stuff like this is sprinkled in there that makes no sense to anybody with a fantasy brain. We're going to have a draft strategies episode, and that's definitely going to come up there. One of my strategies, you absolutely have to know the people you're drafting with. Now, you know, sometimes we're put in a situation where we don't, but you got to know, are quarterbacks going to go early or, you know, do people draft backup quarterbacks? I mean, I'm not a backup quarterback kind of guy unless I can get, you know, a really high ceiling player late. It's the only time I'm going to do that. Um, so know your league mates and that's going to help you out a lot. But again, we'll talk about that in a later episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like again, my league, 16 teams, you have to draft a backup quarterback and you have to do it sure. fairly early because mm -hmm. if yours goes down, the only person available is his backup. And guess what? Other teams draft them too. There's about right. of the 32 starting quarterbacks, about 40 of them are drafted in my league each year. There you go. Cause yeah, a lot of the backups go. All right, sir. Moving on. Unless you want to hate on Lance uh, anymore. That's the thing. I, I don't got, hate him. I just think I know, that's I just, drastically I high. I wouldn't even 100%. mind having my team. What if he does blow up? I'll, I'll stash him on the bench for a season. It'd be great. But, man, round nine. taking him as a starter, unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So, moving on to the running back position for me, I'm going to talk about DeAndre Swift. He is 17th overall in RB11. So, we're talking mid-second round pick. And for me, that is just right. I wasn't big on Swift coming out of college. I wasn't big on Swift last year, but I am big on Mr. Swift this year. Last year, Swift was my RB24. I went back and looked at my notes. He finishes RB19 and half point PPR, but he missed some games. So I, I missed a little bit there. This year, he's my RB10. And if I grab a wide receiver in round one of my drafts, Swift is a guy I'm targeting in round two, regardless of where I am picking. Swift, or I'm sorry, he showed last year that he could be a top running back in fantasy land. Before getting hurt in week 11, he was RB7. Now, there's no question he made his killing in the pass game. He finished with 62 catches on 78 targets, and that was only in 12 full games. He also only had two receiving scores. Of all running backs last year who had at least 65 targets, the average receiving touchdowns was four. If you gave him those two extra scores, he hops in front of Dalvin Cook for the RB14 spot. And after having a great season, minus the injury, Swift off, Swift's offseason was even better. Not only did Detroit do nothing to add to the backfield, but they built what PFF deems as the third best offensive line on planet Earth. Swift is a very talented back on an improving Lions team that likes to run the ball with a quarterback who doesn't mind checking down, right? He's also only 23. He is in a prime position to finish as not only an RB1, but maybe the RB1. Now, I'm not crowning him. I'm not crowning him yet. Oh but if he and listen to me, if he ends up healthy all year and he ends up as a top three running back, just know I will not be surprised. Here's a question I'd ask you. How would their offensive line rank in the entire galaxy? Well, we're unsure about what's out there, but I know on planet Earth, my friend, <laughs> they are they are third. <laughs> that was so awesome <laughs> that you <laughs> on planet Earth. <laughs> That's correct. And I guess Let's it's say right because football's uh, it's, not really played at a high level in any other country, so I guess. I'm I don't buying what you're selling. There you go. See, <laughs> there it is. Um, I'm not a big fan of him. I'm I'm actually with you that it is a just right. But I think the weird thing with that is he's go 16 overall, 11th running back. Why is um <laughs> Jamal Williams clear down at 51 running back, 151 overall when they had such similar seasons? I think. I think it's a talent deal because okay. and, Jamal and Williams and... is right. And Jamal Williams is, he's, he's good. He's decent. He's going to get you what he's going to get you. Uh, but it's his ceiling is, is about as low as possible. Right. You. It's, it's like your, your great grandmother's basement, right? You're, you're bending your neck because it's, you know, it's a four and a half foot ceiling. So 
I think that's what it is. I think that's why he's going so low and, and people being high on Swift. It's not, uh, it's not a rarity. People are a lot higher on him this year. Oh, no, I think they I want think. more out than what he's given us so far. We only scored I, seven my, my total just touchdowns. The disparity in those numbers, because ultimately at the end of the year, mm-hmm. they might have very similar numbers again. I, I'm just surprised at the disparity, but I think it's, you're right there. It's people just hoping and praying that they're right, and he blows up. I, I don't know if I'd take him there, but I know you, you have more of a thing for him than I do. I But uh, – I, I do think it's straight. I don't think it's too hot. I don't think it's too cold. I think I think Goldilocks would like this porridge. But it, it's a little too hot for you. That's what you're saying. A little. And if if the defense there can improve a little more, it's going would get him a few more opportunities as well. So let's say you draft third overall in a 12 team league. Let's say you take I don't who are you taking three. You taking. Um, I, I, I'm not even I'm not even going okay. down that route at all. But Mixon, Mixon is there because I know we both love Mixon a lot. Derrick Henry is there. Let's just say you took Derrick Henry, three overall. Okay. okay. It's it's coming back to you and Swift's on the board. No. Are you tempted to take him at, at the – okay. All right. Don't trust so him. End, all right. So end of the second is two. I, I, to end of the second, I'd either take the baddest-ass wide receiver left or if, you know, maybe a- Kelsey or – A.J. Andy Brown or DeAndre there. Swift. What's that? AJ Brown, who we talked about earlier, or DeAndre Swift at the end of the second? Because that's where Brown's going. I, I have to see what else is left because I'm coming right around to the top of the third there. I'd have to see what those guys may entertain. I don't know. That's that's just a toss-up. They're, neither one of them would I particularly want there. I'm sure there'd be some other names that I'd rather have. But I don't yeah. know. I, I don't really I don't have an answer for you right now. That's something I'd have to really think about. That's some a situation I'd hope I wouldn't be in that, that all that's really remaining that's worth it is those two guys. Well, I, who would you take? Oh, I'm taking Swift all day, every day. Swift, for sure. All day, every day. All day, every day, my friend. Fair enough. All right. Who you got? Okay, I got somebody that's near and dear to your heart. Ooh, who I think I like that. is primed for an amazing season. Because he has nothing but positive regression. But you love that. To look forward to. How is it that Mr. Miles Sanders, RB28, 66 overall, scored a grand total of zero touchdowns last year? It seems Order. almost surreal. Like, you, it's a head scratcher, isn't it? Like, you couldn't even get lucky once, not only on a little swing round, not even on anything, even accidental that you scored, but zero. I was I was listening. Um, I don't know if I read it somewhere. I was listening on a podcast, but I heard a stat where it's like running backs that had as many rushing yards as Miles Sanders to have zero touchdowns. Uh, one of them, and there was only like two of them in the last I don't know how many years, but one of them was Michael Pittman Senior. Oh wow, he was a brute. Right. He could, yeah, right. right. So he, like you had to go back that far to find some guys. Where it happened, they had this many rushing yards, Early zero 2000s? touchdowns. Oh yeah, Michael Pittman for sure. Back, back with the Bucks. I mean, his 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 son's in the league now, so it's been right, right. You know, it's been that yeah, long. He was on a couple of my old teams. I mean, Miles Sanders averaged five and a half yards a carry. Five right? and a half yards, twenty three touches inside the twenty. Did not score. Why? I think he had 10 carries tell inside me, the ten. You're an Eagles man. God bless you. I am. Why do they refuse? to let him play on third down. It's not like these other guys. not like Boston Scott is, you know, uh, J.D. McKissick. So I don't understand. Please, please enlighten me with a valid reason other than the coaches are stupid. You could also ask me, why don't they let him play in the third quarter? <laughs> because there are games. I think it was like the Falcons game or something. Man, I have to look it up just, you know, for accuracy. But he, he had like, you know, Five carries for sixty-three yards, and then it was just like, okay, we're good. We, we've seen, yeah. we've seen enough. We've seen we, enough. We, we're we talked about backups. it today, and we were talking about yeah, it during that game. I remember I texting you like, "Why What's is happened? this guy has five carries for fifty-six yards, and now not only is he not getting a carry, he's not even playing." Please explain. He's not hurt. He's just sitting over there wondering why he's not. He's wondering too. Why am I not in the game? Because that's obvious. Because he came out yesterday and said, "I don't really understand why I don't get the ball more." 
maybe they should give it to the guy who averages 5.5 yards a carry. It might make sense to let this guy play a little bit instead of making our quarterback run all over God's creation. It's very uh, odd, but he's got to score some touchdowns. That offense, I think, is really going to roll. I think they're going to finally see the light. I still don't think they'll – I think he'll be lucky to have 10, 12 catches. But I really think this dude is primed for a big year. I'm not saying he's going to be top five, but I I would I would consider taking him before I'd take Swift. Wow. I don't trust Swift. I just don't. I okay. don't know why every year everybody thinks he's going to be this, this second coming, and then it just doesn't happen. I like that. I, I Listen, uh, and see, again, when we talk about our draft strategy episode, this is going to be something that pops up for me. Always do your own rankings because what anyone else says, what anyone else thinks, it doesn't matter. It's all about you and how you feel. So I love that. I mean, I'm looking at his game logs from last year. In, in week six, they played um, Tampa. Nine yep. carries, 50, 56 yards. Nine. That was a close game. How about the Giants? He had nine carries for 64 yards. Not what? What do you mean? Nine carries? He's averaging seven yards a carry. Give him the rock. Give In him a 13 the ball. to seven game. And he still only had nine carries for 64 yards. I don't know. I got nothing for you, man. I don't I, know I, either. I, it's it's really mind boggling. And he can catch the ball too. It's not like he, he can. again, you talked about third down. I don't know if they just. Now, one thing I think I mentioned earlier on this episode is that Jordan Howard is not back, which is great. So maybe he will get those carries and those touches. We'll have to see. But maybe A.J. Brown steals some of those. But even if he gets a couple more of those goal line looks, it's just dumb luck for him. He had, um, like I said, I think 10 10 carries inside the 10 or 10 touches inside the 10 or something. 23 inside the 20, 23 in the red zone, but couldn't find it once. It's hard to do. It's not going to happen again. I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen again. Positive regression is coming. But even his targets, he started off the season again, five, two, four, three, five, four. At the end, one, 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 three, two. They just, they just completely gave up on it. I I really don't get it. He's maybe not now, but was probably the most dynamic guy on your offense behind, behind your quarterback. Sure. Why would you not? Oh, yeah. Why do you not want to give him the ball when he's throwing up numbers like this? How is it you average 5.5 yards a carry, but you're you're an afterthought? Since you give this guy the ball twice, you got a first down every time. He's my RB23. So obviously, I, I find his ADP to be too cold for me. Right. Yeah. Well, he's definitely I too want... cold for me because I think I'd take him even higher than that. I really do. Oh, yeah. As much as it pains me to say it. Although I don't have anything against the Eagles. I just like to you have something against me. Right. I don't have anything against you either. I just like saying the Eagles lose. <laughs> you just don't want me to feel happiness. I understand. It's just such entertainment, the drama. No, I love okay. when you're happy. I don't root for many people in the world, but you're one of them. But I, I can't root that. for the Eagles. I really love, again, I, I've described on here the steam I can see coming out of the ear hole on my phone <laughs> when you're talking to me or texting. Like, uh, just, just knowing how hard your heart is beating and how you're you've got a you know your phone in one hand and a bottle of bourbon in the other and no not me never <laughs> never <laughs> yeah he's he's definitely my too cold guy all right my last guy uh way too hot for me dawson knox 89th overall and tight end nine so we're talking like what like a mid seventh round pick something like that he's my tight end 13 or 14, I can't remember off the top of my head, but right around there. Uh, and this is easy, man. Last year, he was tight in eight. So at his current price tag, we're predicting he'll have a very similar season this year. But the, the year before, he was tight in 36. And he was tight in 30 the year before that. Much like Kyler Murray relied on his 11 rushing touchdowns to finish his QB3 two seasons ago, Knox was tied for the league lead in touchdown grabs by a tight end with nine this last year. But he finished the year 49 catches, but he had nine of them went for scores. So we're talking, what, every five and a half catches was a touchdown? That's very Robert Tunyon-y, right? I mean, that was his 49 catches, he was 19th among tight ends. His 587 receiving yards put him at 15th among tight ends. 
If he'd have caught just two less touchdowns, he wouldn't have been tight end eight. He'd have been tight end 12. So let's look ahead. Not only can I almost guarantee some touchdown regression, the Bills replaced Cole Beasley with the more talented, in my opinion, Jameson Crowder, and all signs point to Gabriel Davis having a much larger role. Don't forget, they drafted a very talented pass-catching back in James Cook, who I'd imagine is going to steal a few touchdown catches himself. Every now and then, you can find something to make your case about a player. Maybe it's the past. Maybe it's the present. Maybe it's the future. Dude, I can't find anything that leads me to believe that Dawson Knox will be a top 10 tight end this year. Nothing. I, I, I understand he did it last year, but how fluky was it? As fluky as his touchdown, Miles Sanders is getting that guy's touchdowns this coming season, right? I mean, it's just not going to happen again. It's rare that I see such passion with you about certain players. But there's just some players you adore and some players you just – they're on your SHIT list. Let me and call a timeout real quick. Is one Quick timeout. Yes. Quick timeout. Yeah. I need everyone to know that I finished second in my league of record last year and Dawson Knox was my tight end. I needed him to get to the title game. So it's not like he, he burned me in the past because he hasn't. He actually helped me get to that title game. That, that may be but, because, but this is this year. But ultimately, we don't we don't care about the past. That's all over with. This guy you've mentioned to me, I'd say at least five, six, seven times already in the last couple months. It comes up constantly. You have got some thing against this guy for some reason. Maybe it's because you're afraid he's going to end up on somebody else's team and you don't want to repeat. Oh my god! The thing is, I agree with you. There's, I would be very surprised if 20% of his catches go for touchdowns again. Very surprised. I mean, and they were some, a couple of those were some pretty sick catches. They, he guys got some hands on him. He's talented for but sure. Man, it's the, the mouths to feed, they're going to score mm-hmm. a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Things I could see him getting more catches, but less touchdowns. For but sure. those catches are not going to add up to, to what those, you know, the six points every single time. So I'm with you here. I, I think maybe just how the problem is, is again, we talked about tight ends is what's behind him. There's nothing behind him that I find overly exciting. The thing is, is I can get one of these other guys who's not going to get a whole lot less points than him four rounds later. Yes. And they'll average like uh, 1.7 points less per week. So why do I want to take this guy so early when I can get a guy who's going to do almost the same four or five rounds later and fill up my depth and other things I need before I even bother? So that's really why I think he's too hot is that there's not really a need when you get down the slope. Why not just wait four more rounds and get the same guy? Correct. Or even just once you get down that low, just stream. I mean, Noah Fant is going at 149 overall. Yeah. Right. So we're talking 50 picks later than Dawson Knox. Yeah. He's moved up. He's up to 138 now, but still, yeah, that's a lot. That's three more, three and a half more rounds. Yes. I'll take that all day, every day. And guess what? When I'm, when I have that little draft capital invested in someone, if, if I'm week two, week three, and it's not working out, guess what? No, fan, you're going to the waiver wire, and I'll grab somebody else. By then, Logan Thomas might be back. I don't know when he's coming back, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll just – Oh, yeah, there's so many out, guys lower than him. Out he, with the old, in with Thomas, the new. Irv Smith, a guy we like. Yeah, yep. And Joku, he, he who shall not be named. You know, there, there's a lot of guys down here that you could stream in. You know, again, it matters. The, the league matters because, like I said, my league streaming is not really an option. In a lot of leagues, it's not. But um, if you can, right? Yeah, why waste right. a, a seventh or eighth round pick on Dawson Knox when you can not a chance in these other guys? And you're getting him at a ceiling. That's his ceiling. I mean, that's probably above the ceiling. You know, touchdown wise, yeah, I can't imagine ever mm-hmm. getting the double right. digits. He's not that guy. The offense does not run through him, not even a little bit. So, yes, I, I'm with you. Definitely too hot for, for a variety of reasons. That said, he's a good player. Just shouldn't for be drafted sure. that high. Shouldn't be drafted Agreed. that high. And he's great for the Bills because the guy's 
one of those guys that you all love, the fans love. He blocks, he mauls people, but yet he's got great hands. Speaking of a tight end, with all of those attributes, I believe you have one coming up as well. Is that right? This is a dreamy, dreamy player. Plays for a glorious team out of Baltimore, Ravens. Mr. Mark Andrews, I have it just right. I bet you do. Let me ask you a question, friend. Have you ever played in a league that counts wide receivers and tight ends all together? What do you mean? There's no differentiation. You don't actually even have uh, to play gotcha. a tight end. They're just lumped together. Pass catchers are just pass catchers. I have not. Okay. I had a league such as that long ago. A lot of leagues back in like 80s, 90s, a lot of times the tight end was just mixing. There's some guys in my league of record that want to do that to this day. And I'm like, no. The whole point of it, of these badass tight ends, is you have to spend $45 to get them. And it throws a lot of different things off. If you don't want them, don't. Go get your $2 Mm -hmm. tight end and have fun getting three points a week. Knock yourself out. But Mark Andrews is going 22nd overall into the second round. He's tight end number two. I think you and I, I think we both have as our tight end one, don't we? I know I do. Did you have Um, this one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yes. With, and Kelsey's going at 14th overall, which I was surprised at the disparity in there because you're talking that beginning of the second round. Somebody just got a running back, most likely, and they're coming back around and taking that tight end there and, and bypassing a receiver. It's Kelsey, it's though, that's what they do. I think if you're going that route, you'd probably go with Andrews. But he's going eight slots higher. I think Kelsey, though, he's bordering on too hot just about right but i think andrews there is perfect because then we're coming right back around so whatever it is you didn't get earlier it's going to be right there again for you because andrews there's a good chance he's not making it back to what would be what 27 yeah it'd be 27 so uh man the numbers he put up last year sick it's going to continue because they lost marquise brown what the number 10 in targets in the league last year wide receivers so I think they might have to throw to them even more. They got all these other tight ends. They're going to be running these crazy sets. I think the dude's going to be open a lot. What do you think, sir? So Andrews for me, and I, I know you had trouble following this earlier, so make sure you're paying attention here. Oh, no, you're not going with math again, are you? <clears throat> I, I like – so Andrews is my tight end one, and he's going as a tight end two. So, so you're doing the me, double – you're going to do so, two, right, uh, two right. houses, the yellow bears, the black bears here, the brown bears there. Gotcha. That's correct. Gotcha. Here we because go. I like him there. That's just right for me, QB, or tight end one, tight end two. I like that. But for me personally, I don't want to spend second round capital on a tight end. If he does fall to me in that third round range where he's not going too often now, it is um, the second round. If he gets to me in the third, mid-third, Hey, I, I might hop. I might hop on that. As a matter of fact, if he's there at mid third, I probably am. So I like him at tight end too, but not a fan of the second round capital. I have to get up to get in there. So, and that being said, I I understand if I have any Mark Andrews shares, it's not going to be a lot, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, because people take him early. So right. I'm thinking along the lines. Okay, say you get mixing with the third pick. Andrews the 22nd, A.J. Brown with your 27. That's a decent starting squad to me. It wouldn't be perfect there, and you know it's not going to be mixing because for those of you who don't know this, which is all of you, I have one ardent rule when I draft any team. I don't care the format. Bobby, what is my one ardent number one rule that I cannot break? You shouldn't have it. Well, I have one, don't I? Never, ever, ever draft a bangle. And what do I do? Lo and behold, I decide I'm going to take Joe Mixon. There you go. What, he played five games and then he hurt his little toe or his little <laughs> heel? But my hamstring hurt, coach. I better sit this one out. He's coming back next week. Oh, he's, he's one more week. Now nah, we're pretty sure he'll be right next yeah. week. How many more games did he play? That was rough. That's right. Zero. That was rough. The curse continues. And I said it rough. as soon as I drafted him. I should not have drafted this guy. You were on the little Zoom call, whatever thing we were using that time. Because I'm pretty sure it was Jared's league. And, oh, Lord. And he just built me up because those first five weeks, the week he got hurt was the week he scored three touchdowns. 
And I'm thinking, oh, man, the curse is broken. The curse is broken. And he played a grand total of zero more downs the rest of the season. And I lose in the championship game. That was wonderful. That That, that made me feel real good about my rule. Yeah. Well, listen, get rid of your rule, man. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. You already said you'd take Tyler Tyler Boyd over Darnell Moody. Nope, nope, nope. I would, but I, you won't find either one of them on my team. <laughs> you do you, boo. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody finally agrees with me. Uh, you got anything else, my friend? No, but I appreciate you calling me boo. Made me feel warm and fuzzy. I do what I can. Hey, if you all have any questions, please shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter. We will do our best to answer. Our tunes are by Flatline. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at GYBR underscore podcast. Again, it's at GYBR underscore podcast. You guys AFC are great. What East. Do you want? AFC East. Yeah. Preview next, next week. Next week. You got it. AFC East for sure. Okay, brother. I'll talk at you. See you. See you, man.